Hello and welcome back to another episode of Fully Booked, the Hidden Gems author podcast in which Craig Touch and myself, Roland Hume, chat to some of the interesting figures and leading lights of this crazy industry of writing and self-publishing that we work in. And today we are delighted to have a very, very special guest, Mimi Barber, who is, of course, New York Times bestselling author. And she is here today to tell us all about author group. So, Mimi, we're delighted to have you. How are you doing today? I'm fine. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, well, thank you so much for taking part. And of course, we wouldn't be here without the man himself, Craig Touch, the owner and founder of Hidden Gems and an author himself. How are you doing today, Craig? Great. Thanks, Roland. Uh, thanks for joining us, Mimi. We are talking about author groups today, which um, as anybody who's listened to the podcast uh, a lot or read the blogs is probably familiar with the idea that both Roland and I are very familiar with author groups. We both um, started our journey as writers as part of an author group um, way back in 2013, 2014, around that time. And uh, at least I credit a lot of my success to being part of a group where authors are sharing their experiences and helping each other succeed. And it sounds like that's uh, the kind of group that you're a part of and that I think you even started. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey and, and you know, as, as an author and, and starting this group, why you started it, how it all came to be, all that good stuff. Well, I actually started the, I started writing um, way back in about 2008. I, I decided I, hated a book I was reading and I could do something better myself. So I sat down at my computer and wrote a book and it was terrible. <laughs> but anyway, once I had this book written, I knew that I couldn't do the journey alone. So I, um, I found the closest RWA group in my, in my area because I was writing romance. And, um, and you're absolutely right. Without a group behind you, it's really difficult to do it alone. So they helped me tremendously. Um, eventually, I um, through the group, uh, somebody pointed out that uh, Wild Rose Press was looking for um, some stories, some some submissions for a paranormal story, and so I uh, I wrote a story according to their their guidelines. But of course, I don't follow guidelines the way most people do, and so instead of writing a girl that goes through a garden gate and back in time. I had my girl go through the gate, sit on a bench, prick her finger on a magic rose, and her spirit went into the body of another person way back in time. And so my uh, career began because Wild Rose wrote me back and said they wouldn't put me in the contest, but they would contract me separately because they really liked the story. So oh, wow. I yes, I did. I began my my journey. I wrote... She's me, he's her, we're one. Three different novellas for the Vicarage bench. Then I uh, decided I should write full-length stories. Added another three of them. Eventually took my or my um, my books away from Wild Rose because uh, promotion had become very important to me. And I realized I wasn't being promoted the way I should be, not with the amount of books I had. In those days, I thought six books was fabulous. Now I think I have something like 70s, but anyway, back then. So, um, yeah, I took the books out and I started promoting them myself and uh, writing more, starting more series, Angels with Attitude series, an Elvis series. I have nine series now. And I, um, 
I joined the group called the Free Partain, and it was amazing because these women were all about joining together to promote the work. And they weren't really doing, like, helping each other as far as the writing and as far as, as anything else, but we just joined in promotions to... And then those days when you put free books together in a promotion, you would give away two and three and four thousand of them, sometimes more. Today, you can't even give away a free book. It's really difficult. Yeah. But in those days, you could. And so um, because the free partake uh, gave everybody the list of all the women involved, I had now um, a rather large list of other authors. So it was... It was um, valuable because down the road, I eventually thought, you know, I was on Twitter a lot. I had finally built up my Twitter list to, I don't know, I think it's around 20-some thousand now. But I uh, I had thought, you know, Twitter was important in those days. And maybe if we had a, a hashtag that was a, a group hashtag, we could um, – we could – it would be better for us. So I contacted all the ladies on my, on my list and uh, suggested that uh, we do a, a joint hashtag and everybody would put out tweets, but everybody would actually use this hashtag so we could all find each other's tweets and, you know, and retweet them, which would give us that much more visibility. So that worked for a while, but uh, the girls in the group got really excited about being a part of a group. And uh, and that was the beginning of the author's billboard, actually. Um, so the free partay eventually went away. Not before uh, the girl that was in charge, Carolyn McRae, had started a box collection of small introductory stories into a suspense book, a suspense collection. So uh, she was asking any of us if we wanted to write for this box collection. I did. I wrote a whole story in about a month. And it turned out she just wanted a very small introductory introductory story to go in this box collection, which really were probably first chapter type things to, to introduce your actual book or series if you want. So then I had to write a 5,000-word introductory story, which was called Partners. She took my book, and we sold the – but then I had just to write – well, thankfully, I already wrote my book because I would written it for the box collection. But whatever, we, we went into this, like, a, a group box collection, which I stored in my mind, and I thought, you know, that, that worked well. So as the uh, – the Twitter group, going back to the uh, to the other ladies, as the Twitter group grew, some of the girls decided they would really like to do a Facebook uh, group. So we made a Facebook page. Well, the, the Twitter group was known as Meanie's Gang, but if we were going to do a Facebook group, we thought, let's do it um, and call it something better. So we came up with the name The Author's Billboard. So the Facebook group became the author's billboard. Next, we went and we set up a loop so that all the authors could discuss things on a loop together. And uh, from there, we had a, I set up a Twitter page for the author's billboard. 
Then I joined Triber and set up a couple of tribes, one personal one, one for the author's billboard. And um, and it just it just went on from there. We started a Pinterest page. And what happened is each one of the ladies took on the different um, a different promotional avenue. One would look after Twitter, one would look after Pinterest. I tended to take on Twitter, Triber, and and uh, we have what they call Twit Timer, which is a program for tweets. It's a management program. And so the group, it kind of got, I don't know, we, we became very close. And we decided, you know, let's go further. Let's have a website. And let's see what we can do with a website. Maybe do a group blog. Okay, so that started up. And uh, we have a very popular blog. We get a lot of uh, a lot of people who who click in and read the blogs every day. We can see from the stats that it's popular. Um, we also then decided, yeah, we need a newsletter, right? Because that's what's going to sell the books. And so um, all the ladies decided amongst us, okay, if we start up a newsletter, we need one person in the group who looks after it. She's the newsletter pro. And um, and we all realized that with this website that we were building, we needed somebody to actually take care of it. And I wasn't, um, how would you say, technically <laughs> apt enough to be able to look after a website, set it up, and keep it running. So we hired a girl. So now we have to pay this um, this website mistress. So we um, thought, okay, we need to pay them. Anybody who wants to put their books on the newsletter, even though they're authors in the group, they would have to pay. So now we've got money coming into the group. People were paying to put their page, their books onto uh, a newsletter, and then we thought, okay, we're we have this homepage on the author's billboard, which really was being uh, useless to us. It was just an advertisement. So we decided we would do a monthly advertisement on our homepage, and the girls would pay to be able to submit their books to go on the homepage also. And that would give them a month's, um, a month's promotion that knowing that people were coming to our website to read the blogs, we were getting a lot of traffic. And so uh, we started the homepage. And today we have it set up so that anybody, any one of the group who has a book on sale, it gets slotted into the sale area. Anybody who has uh, a free book, there's a free area for an audibles. We have audible area and so on. So um, we, we began to use our website and I, I make use of it for for the benefit of all of us. And um, now the group was becoming very active, and uh, I needed to have other people kind of between the website mistress and the newsletter girl and the blog mistress and everything. They all have to be paid, even though they were working through the group. They couldn't afford to give up that much time over without earning something back. So we decided that we would start co collecting $25 every three months from the members 
And so that gave, uh, it gave the group $100 from each of the authors, all added together. Now that gave us the budget to be able to run the website, do the newsletters, do the, we don't have to pay to do the blogs. We want our authors to put blogs in as often as possible because that brings the traffic, of course. But, but to put your book on the homepage and so on, we need somebody to actually set that all in place. We need to pay those people. And so now we have um, a kind of a working group, right? Everybody kind of pays their way. I tend to run everything. They come to me for whatever they want. And um, if I don't know the answer, I go to the group and get a concise, a, con, uh, um, a group, a joint, uh, I don't know. We, we just discuss it and decide what's going to happen in most cases. Okay, moving on. We at that time we were all writing and we were we were rather doing our own thing. And I was involved in other box collections during that time where um we were hitting the USA today because we were having uh, in these different box collection groups. We um we had one girl doing the promotions which usually was myself. We had another girl that worked on the cover, another girl that did other, like, uh, promotional advertisements, social media stuff, and so on. And we were finding that as long as we were doing it as a, consi- a, con- a firm group, we were making strides. We were getting to the USA Today. I think I've been on there four or five times now. That's and amazing. So- it is amazing, really. You know, we hit the the New York Times with a box collection called Summer Heat. And that's kind of a an aside story because the other ladies that were writing for that uh, for that one collection, I didn't realize most of them were spicy authors and wrote rather romantic, romantic books. And that was the first time I actually closed the door on the bedroom scene. And so my book was a sweet romance. Anyway, they took it and we did hit New York Times. Nowadays, you can't do it. Well, nowadays there is none. But, you know, even in USA Today, to get your tags, you can't do it as a romance author anymore. So that's kind of gone by the wayside now. But it was important to us. And so we kept doing box collections, but writing new work for it. And then a girl came along, one of the authors came along and suggested, why don't we do a box collection just using backlist? And that just hit the nail on the head. I thought that was absolutely fabulous. So we took some of our older work, which is still wonderful stuff. It's just that it had been written maybe a few years previously. And, uh, and we joined them together in a box collection. And I remember that was a number of years ago, but we had a small budget. We promoted the book like crazy. And I think we all, and it was like nine of us in this block collection. And we ended up earning something like $1,200 each in royalties in a box collection of nine other authors. And so I thought, oh, this is it. This is the new thing. We are, this is great. So moving forward, as the author's billboard became more and more um, popular and was taking up more of my time, I decided to suggest to the ladies, why don't we all go in, use our backlist, and 
set up box collections. Now, if you go to the author's billboard website, you'll see there is uh, a page that is just full of our books, which are basically box collections that we have done. A number of them, um, there's many on there now, but a number have already been unpublished. And we just started putting out box collections 2017. I think we put out the first one called uh, Unforgettable Romance. It's still selling today. And uh, the Unforget, and then uh, I, <laughs> we did so well with Unforgettable Romance. I thought, well, why can't we join the one box collection to a series? And instead of just making use of the title once, why can't we do it again? So we started with Unforgettable Romance, and the next one was Unforgettable Heroes, and the next one was Unforgettable Christmas. And, it and just, so they were all different stories, but with a unified theme for the for the titles of them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and I that think, way, they're on this. So sorry. I'm just... I was, so I think that the the purpose of of having the the, the website, I think you, you've illustrated a lot of that. So I just want to make sure that you know the readers are or you know listeners are sort of are getting the the idea of why you know it's an important part of of uh, a lot of authors' experience and and ability to to grow as an author, being part of these you know all these different things that you did during this this journey were brought about by having all these different voices and these different ideas, right? Like, you, you know, one person said, hey, why don't we try this? And then another person said, why don't we try this? And and that's like one of those benefits that you get from being part of a group is the ability to, you know, hear all these different ideas and then be able to act on them. And, you know, if you were sitting there by yourself, you might not have thought about that. Now, of course, there's still the idea of, um, you know, having a box set with multiple authors obviously you need multiple authors to be able to do that too right but but some authors do that when they're not even part of the group they're just friends with some authors and they all put that together but but you know you've you talked about a lot of um different aspects of it like you you give the promotional aspect of putting the books on the covers you have that idea which you know you didn't really um talk about too much but i know that you and i had discussed it before this shared um mailing list group right where you everybody in the group sort of um says to their own newsletter uh hey also if you want sign up for you know the author billboard newsletter and that's how you guys grew that newsletter right so if there's 40 or 50 members and they each have 100 or a thousand people on their newsletter well all of a sudden now you have this combined newsletter that can do even so much more for you right so I think that's, you know, that's a really key idea of why it is that um, we all sort of agree that uh, having the, uh, a, a group where you can have shared interests in for authors is really, really helpful. Um, you know, like that you've created yours and Roll and I were part of like a Reddit group. Uh, I think that, you know, you built this from the ground up, which is another thing to talk about, too, is, you know, there's other ways to go about it. Um, when we did ours, it was just a Reddit group, right? So we didn't have all these extra things that you had to deal with, which was, you know, building out the website, finding someone to do that, you know, having all these different avenues of, uh, you know, content that you had to now produce for it, which is a pro and a con, right? With the Reddit group, we never had to to deal with that. 
but for you, uh, somebody has to sort of produce that content and, and and manage all that. But it's also a benefit because now you have that you know that homepage that you can show books on. You have uh, the you know the blog that helps draw people in and probably get even more people signing up. Right. So yeah, there's there's a lot of reasons why um, authors should think about these kind of groups. Is your group open for for people to join or is it like a closed private sort of group? Uh, it, it's mostly being a private group. Uh, there, we started off at approximately 40 people and uh, I think we're at 33 now. So we'd be open to having, you know, if anybody's interested, there is a contact uh, area on the on the website where they can contact us and uh, and just leave their name and, and I'll get back to them for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what you you mentioned previous about the uh, joint newsletter, you're absolutely right. That was probably our our main focus was to get as many followers as possible because, as you say, that is. Um, it's an important tool for any author is to have a newsletter. And so we found that as each one of us built our separate newsletters, every one of us puts at the bottom of our newsletter to be sure and sign up for the author's billboard newsletter also, because there's freebies and there's sales and so on and so forth. We used to have contests all the time, which we don't have anymore, but, um, we are now starting trying to push our audibles a little more. So I think they'll probably be in the future. We're going to be starting a contest up trying to give um, the audibles a little bit of a push and, and maybe hand out some of the free audibles to, to folks who are interested. Uh, something we're looking at anyway. But we're always trying to come up with a new way that the whole group as, you know, as a whole can, can help each other to, um, to benefit through the author's billboard. Uh, like I said, the box collections have done an incredible amount of help. Uh, we all get a number of um, chances to join in to the different box collections because while well, this year I think we're only putting out maybe a dozen, but last year we put out twice that many probably. So that gave the authors you know, an opportunity in our group to go into whichever collection they wanted to, if they wanted to write new or take up something from their backlist they could. That was very helpful. Um, we saw that, it, it, you know, you can put your own book out and in the, in the back matter, you can put, um, you know, to read you're next in the series, or this is my list of, uh, of other books that I've produced and so on. But with the Boss Collections, we, we basically put in the back matter to go to the author's billboard. It's always going back to the group. We work very hard trying to bring people to the group. And uh, because that benefits everybody in the end, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's one of the big, the key differences too between um, the idea of, of a group like this and the more public groups out there like K-boards or, or those sort of things where, you know, they're helpful in different ways. Yeah, you can go there for to, to those more public and, and big ones where you're not, you know, you're not like part of this kind of a thing where it's like, you know, you post a question and you have all sorts of authors maybe helping you out, giving you advice. Um, but you don't have that experience of 
this shared newsletter, this shared, um, you know, contests that you can run and, and everyone putting in, nobody's putting in their back matter. Hey, uh, come talk to me on keyboards, right? They're saying, come talk to me at my website. But if you're part of a group, come talk to me in that group setting is even more powerful if it's a small group of, you know, of, of people that write sort of the similar stuff. I mean, I think your group is all romance authors, right? That's right. Yeah. So it makes sense to have everybody sort of funneled into that, that group. One of the, one of the, um, the ways that we were able to um, reach out to people was we would have Facebook parties and um, at Christmas for sure. And that brought hundreds of people to the Facebook page. We gave away a lot of freebies. We, but oh, the advertising was fabulous. We were able to um, interact with people. People would leave comments. Then we would go in and leave comments under their comments, and so on. It was, uh, it, it, you really felt like you were reaching out and talking to the readers. And we would ask people there to sign up to our newsletter, sign up to our website read our blogs, and so on. So, again, you've got 35 people all working on one Facebook party. It's a huge difference than one person trying to, you know, trying so hard to try and, and get interest built. When you've got that many people and everybody inviting all their friends and all their followers to join in, you made a huge difference. We've done really well with the Facebook parties. Now, I, I think you covered this, and I'm sorry if I've missed it. How many people do you have in your writing group? How many other authors? Well, we're all authors, and there's 33 now, but we only gotcha. started off at 40. And uh, within the first couple of years, we dropped down to about 35. As soon as the website started to become um, important, other women felt they just had too much on their own to, to manage so they backed out so that left us with a firm 35 and now we're at 33 we've done really well and that's been well over 10 years now so that's so interesting um and it, it's kind of evolved over time i guess and you know it's you've seen so much of the industry change like craig and i have seen it you know those being boom and bust and you have to adapt or die so yeah. it's now, would you say you're right now as successful as you were in the peaks in the past or um, have things calmed down a bit? Are you moving upwards, downwards as a group? Is this still still like something that you're finding valuable? Uh, yes, I think the group itself is has reached peaks where, for instance, when we first came out with the box collections and they were so uh, uh, favorites of the readers, uh, we did really, really well. We were up to sometimes uh, 2 million pages read in a month uh, through box collections out there. That's the total number of box collections. That we had many of them out there at the time. But um, as everything, you know, things kind of hit a high and then they start to slowly wean down. And so that's not the case anymore. But we still have our very, you know, our our firm followers that are out there waiting for the next collection. We do have uh, our people who love to read our blogs and the same, um, you know, ones that come all the time. The authors themselves, some of them are getting on and they're not writing as quickly anymore. They don't have as much. Um, I don't know. I guess 
it's not as thrilling as it was when it first started, but it hasn't it hasn't been easy because, as you said, the the um, it hasn't been easy for authors over the last few years because that um, things change. Everything changes. Audibles have taken more. over. Um, it's a lot more competition too. It's right? so much more competition. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, the prices and the competitions cro- cause prices uh, in sort of advertising and marketing to rise as well and to lose effectiveness at the same time, right? The price goes up, the effectiveness goes down because there's so much competition. There's so many other things out there, um, so many other books, so many other authors that, you know, everybody's competing with the same ad dollars and the same finite set of readers, uh, even though it's a big pool you know, you start to dilute it a little bit. Well, when we first when we first started putting out the box collections, we would get a budget from each one of the authors that was submitting into the collection, and uh, I would usually end up with a budget of around six hundred dollars. Now, six hundred dollars to promote one box collection or one title. It was incredible. I we we were able to to make sales and pages read were, you know, because um, all of our work is in Kindle Select. So we made sure that we were able to um, get the double, get the sales plus the pages read out of these collections. Because, of course, when you think of how many words there are when you have nine nine authors' books all in one, under one title, that's your your making far more money on pages read than you are on in sale, which all our books sell for 99 cents. So of course that makes sense. But um, over the time, as, as Craig said, you know, uh, the paid promotions were not giving you anywhere near the sales that they used to. They just aren't as effective anymore. And $600 is not uh, today is not the same as $600 10 years ago. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, I, I I was telling you about this before we we started recording. You know, my first book that I that I advertised on Facebook, I, I can't even remember. I think I spent you know fifty or a hundred bucks on a Facebook ad, and I think I got to the top ten on Amazon. Whereas at the end of it, a few years later, once everybody in the world was writing romance and advertising on Facebook. I could spend thousands of dollars just to get to the top a hundred, you know, and it's, it was, it was really, it was a huge difference um, in just because of the amount of people that were doing it and the, and the, the rates of advertising going up because of that. And uh, you know, things, things change and you have to just keep sort of rolling with the punches. So in this group, do you have a message board where you're all sort of discussing different things that you've figured out as you go and sharing it with each other too? Is that part of the, of the group? Yes, we have, uh, we have a loop so that anybody who wants to contact everyone, they just have to go on the loop and, and, and we all get the email messages. We have a Facebook uh, page that's just for the private, for the girls that can go on to the Facebook and then we each, of us get notified by Facebook, of course, that there is a message there. Um, we, it's not as vocal as it used to be. I have to admit, some of the ladies have, as I said, people, life moves on. People are getting a little older. Um, 
there's too much competition, as Greg said out there, that I think some of the authors are starting to lose that, I don't know, that joy of being able to write that book and, and know that there are going to be a lot of people reading it because nowadays you never know. That's it, that's one. Of, that's the toughest thing. I think I know. I had a big lull because I was where I was writing a book every month or a book every two months when they were selling like hotcakes. But then when you hit that wall, it's like, why am I going to sit here and dedicate weeks of my life to writing a book if I'm not going to get it get it back? And uh, so it can be really really disheartening. But I think keeping together as a group. Do you find? I know when Craig and I had our group together, we found as much as we could give each other like uh, boosts by sharing newsletter swaps and stuff like that. There was also just the, the camaraderie and the advice um, and uh, the, the motivation that we shared with each other. There was one particular moment I remember we were all authors writing steamy stories and we were making around a thousand dollars a month. And then there was one person who posted, I made more than $10,000 in a single month and it was weird because for years afterwards you know no one had come close to that as soon as he posted that a bunch of other authors did that as well because it was almost like well if he can do it why can't I do it (laughs) given permission and so there's a lot of motivation we got just from talking to people who were in the same business because it's a crazy business we're in isn't it oh it is you're absolutely right yes we all share whenever somebody happens to hit on a on a on a really good promotional uh avenue we share it right now and and we also as you said we also share our personal stuff a lot of the girls now have gotten so close that uh when somebody loses somebody a family member or something everyone kicks in and 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 we're all there we we'll do whatever it takes to try and support that person and help them out and 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 just you know just pat them and give them a little love because everybody needs that you know and and as a group we've become really close it's been a long long number of years that we've been together so yeah i think that's probably one of the things that makes the authors billboard uh, a a group that's managed to to hang in there and just just so many other groups have, have come and gone and, and we're just still there. We're still knocking it around and we're going to yeah. keep going. I, I think that's one another benefit of having that a smaller author group, which is, you know, sort of what we're trying to focus on here because when you, when you have these, the bigger the group gets, the more impersonal it gets, you know, you, you spend a little less time with every person or you don't talk to certain people or whatever. But when the group is smaller, you know, you, you, get you drive those bonds even tighter and i think you know the people are more willing to share what helps them and what works for them i know you know in the big groups in k boards or in in some of the other ones uh some of the public reddit groups too you know people are if they discover like you said somebody somebody discovers some thing that some promotion that really worked for them they share it with the group it's kind of the opposite sometimes in those bigger, more public groups because you kind of want to keep those things close to the best. Otherwise you tell people and now everybody knows it, right? But when it's a private group of, you know, 30 or 40 people, sharing that with them isn't going to hurt you, which in general, you know, I'm more of the opinion that the rising boat or the rising tide raises all ships. Yeah, You know, you don't have to tear each other down. There's enough readers for everyone. But at the same time, obviously there's there are certain things that you might discover that are better if not everybody in the world knew them so you know you you keep those 
sort of more close to the best, but in a small author group, sure, you share those because you're helping your friends and the people that you're close to, and then they're in turn doing the same for you. Well, you know, uh, one of the one of the girls in our group, uh, Tammy Ferguson, she has an incredible newsletter. I mean, she works very hard on it, and it is an incredible newsletter. And I always share her newsletter on Facebook and Twitter, and and I know some of the other authors do too. And every time I go through that newsletter, I see at least two or three of the group authors with books that she has posted there. So she's supporting the group just fabulously with this newsletter. And um, myself also, if, if any of the girls have got a new release or something like that, and if they reach out and let me know, I'm happy to put it on my personal newsletter too. You know, um, if they reach out, which many do, and say, um, can you please, you know, send out this Facebook post? Can you do this tweet for me? We all, we all kick in and, and send them out and do the best we can to help each other. It's, as you say, there's room for everybody. You know, well, certainly all of us in the author's billboard, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. I mean, uh, I, I know even even in the group that we were in, which was a private group, I mean, you know, people would um, uh, apply and, you know, we let them in or no, don't let them in. But um, in general, like, it grew to a point where it was, it was large. And um, although it was private, there was a point where, you, you know, people who became successful would... Uh, sort of leave the group because they, you know, they figured out their their tricks and they take yeah. their information and leave, right? So that's another sort of danger you get as you grow as you grow bigger and bigger. And so there's there's a lot of benefits, I think, in in having that small, very focused group of close people. You don't have as much of that. But one of the one of the things I'd like to mention is that as part of the group, because I had previously been being involved with. Um, boss collections where we hit the USA today and uh, I, I was aware of how they did it, the steps that were taken to make sure that would happen because as you know there are certain rules that you have to, to follow to get on the USA today and so uh, we took our group twice to USA today with boss collections for Christmas so that meant that 99% of our authors have the tags, the USA Today tags, which was a huge thing for a group, right? I mean, that, that was a, a big accomplishment for us. And I think every one of us feels proud of, of that, that they were able to, to do that. And it wouldn't have been done if it hadn't have been done through a group because we needed the budget, as you know. We needed a huge budget, which meant that we all split the costs and made it uh, possible. And uh, again, as a group. And that was all just box sets, right? That was, um, or are you guys hitting it with your with your single books too? I don't think any of us can afford to hit it with a single book. Because as we know, it's not the book you write and that it's fabulous. It's how much you can promote it and that costs money. So, yeah, right. it was always in the box collections. And uh, the Christmas box collections, I think the one that hit the first time um, had 20 or 21 authors. And the, all of us putting together um, hundreds of dollars gave us a huge budget 
which actually worked really well. We were able to get Facebook ads. Uh, normally, we don't use Facebook ads because we find them way too expensive. But um, in this case, we were able to do that with the budget we had, and uh, and that helped. That that was huge. Right. So you're just using newsletters and, um, uh, well, obviously your own newsletter and, and each person's newsletter, but I mean other promotional newsletters um, in general to promote your books. Are you doing any advertising on other things other than Facebook, like uh, uh, Amazon ads or BookBub or anything like that? Actually, no. Uh, the, the budgets we have now for the box collections won't allow that, but we do – we. Uh, use all the paid promotion promoters that we know are good, like uh, e-reader news and uh, Kindle news and tips. And, and there's a whole list of them. And, uh, but, you know, again, years ago, we used to get huge uh, returns for the investments, but nowadays <laughs> it's not the same anymore. It just isn't. You can't, we still work that, that way because, um, we have to get the book out there. There has to be some exposure, right? So between the social media from all of us in the group, or I should say all of us in the collection, and then plus the paid ads, it pays us back the money we've spent plus, plus, plus. But uh, it's getting harder and harder still. Well, but, the most economical way to, to promote your stuff is through your own list anyways, right? And you guys have that already. So how big is how big is the is the shared newsletter, the author billboard newsletter? Oh, okay. I wouldn't know for sure. The last, the last I the last I knew was in the tens of thousands. But as as we were saying, uh, we found that too many of the of the names on the list weren't opening it, the newsletters, and uh, so we did a big cleanup a while back, and that brought us down significantly. But the newsletter followers we have are are. They stick with us. You know, they're there. They click open. They buy our books. We do sell. Um, and those are the only ones that matter, right? You know, right. Like you, you're paying for, for the people on your list uh, when you're using a mailing list service. You know, if you're sending them emails, they're never opening them. That's really just, A, costing you money to send them those emails that they're not opening, and B, you know, hurting your your. Uh, spam rate because you know all those email services are looking at it and saying people aren't opening it at this at a good rate so you know it's more likely spam or whatever right so it's, it's always best to clean those lists for sure exactly and and you know through being a group uh i think every one of the authors has found a readership from that I know personally, I, I write an undercover FBI series that's very popular. I'm doing quite well with those books. And I, I have to say that a lot of the readers that I have are probably readers I got through box collections of putting those books into the box collections and, and having them say, oh, hey, I'm going to go and find more of this series. I really like it. And so I'm I'm selling fairly well on on that series and i hope that the other ladies have found that the same way that they're making better sales personally because of the of the group well i found that the 
the, one of the big things that makes me buy a book as opposed to not buy a book is having some kind of connection to an author. You know, I'll buy it. And um, so I think there seems to be a, the readers you've garnered by doing this are probably very loyal to you. And really, these days, attention is like such a, a rare commodity. It's so difficult to get new readers. But if you can keep hold of the ones you have, then that gives you regret. And you can share them because, you know, these readers write, read a book a day sometimes. It's amazing. And so, you know, if you're writing a book every three months, every six months, there's plenty of reading space to go around. Absolutely. And, and you know, the, uh, the readers love it when they can uh, t reach out to you personally, too. And I find that a lot of my readers reach out through my newsletter. And just from what I've garnered through reading their messages, they pass on to their friends about the, the author and about the book. So I know they're passing on about my work. And um, you can't get better than word of mouth, right? Absolutely. Now, unfortunately, we are running, starting to run out of time, I think. So uh, let's quickly uh, wrap things up. Craig, do you have any more questions? Oh, no. No, I'm, I'm actually very relieved that my dog didn't bark too much while we were talking and that we've had this lovely visit. I'm yeah, it was, you know, myself. it was wonderful having you for sure. Um, and, you know, if, if people... You, do we want to send people to uh, the author billboard or do you have I was, a different? Yeah, I was going to see if Craig had any questions. Otherwise, we wanted to to uh, get every, all of the information about this. How can authors find your books? Sorry, how can readers find your books? How can we find the author billboard? All of those things. Share share uh, the directions. <laughs> okay, so for me, they just have to go to Mimi Barber on Amazon and they'll see all my work there. Or they can go to my personal website called Believe. That's MimiBarber.com. All my books are there also. Uh, the author's billboard has a contact me page. You can, if somebody's really interested in joining a group like ours and they, they have a backlist that they're, they're happy to, uh, to put in box collections, then, uh, and they're willing to write blogs and join in with a bunch of us, then we're happy to have them. Have them uh, either go to the website or contact me personally at uh, MimiBarber66 at gmail.com. That's wonderful. Well, we'll put links down below in the, in the description. But it's been so fascinating to, to – oh, your dog finally – was that your dog in the background? Yeah, that was my dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your time's up, ma. But it's been so fascinating to talk to you. And I think it's a topic that Craig and I were both really excited to hear about because like we wouldn't have, have had this, this long-standing friendship and business relationship that we've had for years now without a writing group. I know neither of us would have achieved the success that we did without the writing group. So it's so nice to hear another author who's got that close-knit group, who's, who's still having success with it. You've, you've ridden the highs and you've endured the lows and like that's it's a it's a great and, and heartwarming story to have. I think, Craig, when you said that, you know, a raising tide lifts all ships, that's very true. And I think one of the best pieces of advice you could give to any aspiring author is to make friends with other authors and make friends yeah. with authors who are behind you and make friends with authors who are ahead of you. You need a protege and a mentor at the same time almost. Yeah, you don't I, I don't like the idea that, you know, you're necessarily in competition with other authors because readers don't read one book and they don't read one author. Right. So it may, it just makes sense to build up that group and that community and, and work with them. And, and plus, you know what, writing is a very solitary 
um, business. And sometimes, you know, it's just lonely sitting there in your office all the time by yourself. It really helps to have a community that you can um, to talk to, even if it's just a virtual one. Okay. Oh, well, no. I, I really enjoyed this. Just wanted to say goodbye. And this is my little Charlie. She was pretty good today, oh. actually. Yeah. <laughs> Thank oh, you very much. Good. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Well, hopefully, if you are listening or watching and have enjoyed this conversation we've had with Mimi, make sure to let her know by leaving a comment down below in the, the comment section. While you're down there, if you haven't already, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. In the description to this podcast or this video, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll find all the links to all the billboard and Mimi stuff. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Fully Booked. So until then, thank you very much for supporting us. Bye-bye.